Welcome to this episode of Let's Chat. I'm your host, Chris Revel, coming from the Cat Cave in Warwick, Rhode Island. Let's Chat is a long-form conversational podcast where we seek out worlds from the guests of punk rock, podcasting, and pop culture. Today we're joined by John and Patrick of the Dumbfound Dead podcast. Uh, this is such a fun episode. Uh, so we have another sh- uh, a video show called Let's Chat Live, which is uh, a premieres on Facebook and YouTube uh, every Tuesday at 8.30 EST. Uh, usually that will be hosted by Chris Ball. That is hosted by our producer Chris Ball and Brianna Benjamin, and I will rotate in as well. Well, usually two out of the three of us will be there. And uh, me and Ball did a great episode with them, and uh, and Bri actually popped in at the end, which we'll kind of reference that in the episode. Uh, it was a fun one, but really just hit it off. Really fell in love with this podcast, and just really kicked hit it off with these guys. And I just couldn't believe that they've only like 20 something episodes into what they're doing. Like, um, I think we mentioned this on another Let's Chat Live with uh, River, me and Bree, that it's like that Will Ferrell sketch where he's born like a full grown baby on SNL. Like, I don't understand how they're as good as they are. Um, somehow they, it's like a true crime. So Dumbfound Dead is like a really cool true crime podcast meets comedy with lots of puns. If you're a fan of that show, Thousand Ways to Die, it kind of has a little bit of tone of that. But these two have been buddies forever, and it really shines through. And um, just we're so excited, really excited to be working with them. They're part of our Let's Chat affiliate program, which you can find all that information on Let's Chat Podcast dot net. And um, we're excited to kind of team up and work together and grow, and uh, you know, become podcast all stars together. So super excited for that. Uh, you know, make sure you find them on the um, Twitter is tdfdpod. Uh, John runs their Twitter account. Uh, they have a spot on our website, letshoppodcast.net, you know, Podchaser, all that good stuff. Um, I can't say enough good things about these dudes. I'm so looking forward to the future and to see what comes out of uh, our working together with them. I'm super excited. Uh, anyway, for a, we're going to make this intro a little bit short because uh, it's been a very long, great day, but I'm pretty tired and uh, you know how it is. Anyway, so you can make sure you find us. Uh, we have the Let's Chat Live. We recently launched our Tee Public. You could uh, be a recent guest. Uh, we just recorded an episode on uh, Let's Rewatch. I can't wait. We got to cover Air Force One. What a great movie. Um, much better than I expected. Joining call with our past guests, Pat Edwards and Ash Blodgett, is uh, now Reese is out, and I loved it, and it made me cry. So thanks, guys. Uh, yeah, so make sure you find us. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Let's Chat Podcast. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Let's Chat Revel or Instagram at Let's Chat Revel, uh, at Let's Chat Podcast for the show on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Patreon, and TeePublic. And uh, we'll put links to all this in our show notes. Uh, so, anyway, let's get to it. Why, hello there, podcast friend. I'm Ash Blodgett, co host of the podcast Let's Rewatch. Together with my co-host and Red Opera D&D campaign writer, Pat Edwards, we made a short film in quarantine called Joining Call. And it's finally coming out. The film is the story of a group of people trying to get together to play D&D via a video chat. But all the usual quarantine issues get in the way, such Um, as kids. This was not fair of how easy this was. I was like, all right, we'll do it this day, this time. I was like, well, I already know them. I already listened to their show. internet connections. So I didn't do anything today. So like I've been like, looking, not that I love, you know, I love all, like, you, as you both know, making a podcast, like anything, there's a lot of fun, but there's parts that you don't love. I didn't have to do any of the, the stuff I don't love today because <laughs> I already knew I was talking to. Yeah. 
Um, actually, for, me for this episode, yet. since there's two the of you, maybe we could just, uh, just differentiate your voice. Maybe, uh, John, like you want to introduce right yourself first, the and then Patrick, let us so know, us so people can figure out who's who. November 20th, hey, over this is John. Channel, and this is Patrick. The film's premiere. You can get there Excellent. by going I hope that was distinguishable for people because uh, you know, best friends for however long. So I'll just be over here practicing my We tend to sound alike sometimes now. Yeah, I'm not even going to lie. Sometimes when I listen to the podcast, I kind of do lose track of who's who. Not even going to lie. I know. I'm going to deepen my voice today then. I will. I got you. I got you. Today we'll talk like this. Oh my god! Well, how how are you guys? How's everything going with you on your on your end? Everything's been good. You know, it's uh kind of gloomy right now. We've had rain for the past couple days. It's a little colder, which I'm happy about. I'm a cold weather kind of guy. But other than that, business as usual. Now, John, are yeah. you? In... Oh, sorry, Patrick. What were you saying? I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh no, uh, I was just gonna say, you know, San Diego is finally starting to cool down a bit. And it feels nice, you know, because yeah, I, I, I remember one of you is from what t- one of you is in Texas, one's in California. Is that right? Yeah. Yes. So, uh, John is from Dallas. I'm, why am I talking in third person? <laughs> yeah, I'm from Dallas. <laughs> so and then Patrick's in Patrick's in San Diego. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, when you talk in third person, it sounds like Patrick was talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> I could see where the confusion might happen there. Oh, shit. <laughs> Do you ever use it like screw with each other? Like like call something, like, call the doctor's office, pretending you're the other person. Like, oh, that was Patrick, <laughs> even though it's John. We probably can yeah. start doing something like that. <laughs> yeah, when you said no, this is Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> Firmly grasp it. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. So, of anyone who's listening to this, it, it may not be familiar. Um, we had done a let's chat live together with the uh, talented Christopher Ball was uh, on that one, and oh, and Bree popped on at the end. Uh, yeah, so we got in trouble. <laughs> she had a no, I did mitigate. Yeah. <laughs> we uh, we learned about some words we're not going to be using on our let's chat live, <laughs> but uh, which is pretty. But ended, ended up being tons and tons and tons of fun. Um, which our let's chat live is you know we're probably what a couple months into that, so that that's been really fun. Bree and Ball are like the main host, and then like I kind of pop on. And, and host when someone else can't more or less. But um, so, you know, it was nice. I feel like we had this familiarity with each other. I was like, oh, I know these guys. Um, but it's <laughs> it's like there's that term. I've never heard the term parasocial relationship where like you feel like you know someone without actually knowing them. Like you get that lot from like podcast and, and like television and stuff like that. Yeah, so yeah, this, of course. So Happens all is, the time. Yeah, but now this is no longer parasocial because we actually know each other. It's like, whoa. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I'm, I, I'm just going to assume that nobody has listened to both. I, I, I don't care if we do any, if there's any crossover. Um, but so the one thing I want to ask you both just, to, to start, just kind of in the beginning way to start this off. Uh, so your, your podcast, uh, dumb, the dumb found dead podcast, which is wonderful. Great art, by the way. I love whoever did your logo. It's incredible. Um, the way you describe it is comedy pod where Darwin meets puns. So where does this idea come from? Like, is this like more, I, I think a podcast is great specifically because it's a little bit more on the humor side than the like faces of death, gr- gruesome humor, bad people stuff. Uh, but like, so wh- where did this come from for you guys? You want to start Patrick or you want me to do it? You go ahead. Well, well, I actually had a true crime podcast before this started and I kind of got some sort of a burnout with it just because I tend to be more of the, I put a lot of humor in a lot of things, even though it, it gets dark sometimes. 
And I was on the verge of kind of flaming out in podcasting. I did it for about two, three months alone. And a good friend of ours uh, from a, another podcast, uh, Kudzu Killers podcast, they suggested that, hey, you shouldn't you shouldn't leave, you know, like you you, you have a you have a good thing going on with you. Uh, you might just want to delve into another subject. So they suggested to think about Darwin Awards. At first, the, the term Darwin Awards didn't click to me. So I'm like, what is that? So essentially, they were like, oh, have you ever watched A Thousand Ways to Die? I'm like, hell yeah. I used to watch that thing growing up on Spike TV all the time. So Me too. So And, and it just clicked. And I do a lot of puns for fun anyways, and I just kind of rhymed over there. And I decided that if I was going to do another show, I needed a good co-host. And I couldn't think of a better co-host than Patrick. I mean, we joke around about this all the time anyways. So the only difference is we hit the record button. Yes, yes, that's true. And um, so people don't know you, you and Patrick are like childhood best friends. Is that correct? Or childhood or a long yeah. time? Well, yeah, very. I want to 15 years. Did we say 15 years? Yeah, just about 15 years. You notice how the older you get, childhood gets older. I'm like, yeah, if I met someone when I was like 18, I'm like, yeah, my childhood friend. I'm like, nope, 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 nope. That, that's it. But like, definitely teens, <laughs> young adults yeah. at the time. Yeah. Let me put it formative years, we'll call them. <laughs> How old were you two when you guys met? Uh, I want to say I was, I just got my license, I want to say. So I want to say 16. Yeah, probably like 14 or 15 for me. Yeah, because John is a year younger than me, so. All right, and so um, where where do you guys meet? I'm, I'm really kind of, I'm really curious, like, where did this, um, were you ever, were you either, either of you fans of the show Scrubs? I watched Scrubs a lot. <laughs> like, they're the whole, um, <laughs> Turk, Turk and, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Turk and that's, JD. That's what I'm kind of putting on you guys. Like by the end of this episode, we're all just going to be singing "Guy Love." <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think, dude, where where did we meet? We met through a mutual friend, and we met at a. Uh, Patrick used to be in a dance group, and I just happened to pop in the studio one time because I was hanging out with a friend, uh, and then all of a sudden we they just introduced us, and it kind of just kind of clicked from there. <laughs> Yeah, don't think you get to say that like that was nothing. Uh, Patrick, dance group? What the? Tell us everything. <laughs> that like, was a like, long um, time ago, dude. What like, kind of dance? Hip hop. Yeah, like oh god, what was that show on MTV that I like with the Jabberwockies? Oh, ABDC, to- uh, America's Best no, Dance Crew. Yeah, yeah, I really. Yeah, like that, that was show. a show, man. So you were doing? But yeah, that, that was a long stuff. time ago. That was yeah. a long time ago. I mean, I, I cannot do <laughs> what I did back then. Now. <laughs> The only pop lock he's doing right now is his knees. Is my knees, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my knees do all the pop locking. No, was this Texas? No, this was no, in no, San, San Diego. San Diego. Oh, okay. I had it reversed. Okay. That's right. Yeah. So we were, uh, John, well, he's not, he lived here. I was going to say he's from here, but originally he's from the Philippines. But he moved here at a young age and he grew up here. And I, I was born and raised here. So we're San Diegans. Specifically, <laughs> National City. Shout out to Nasty City, by the way. Nasty City. Um, so, John, I remember you were telling us last time too. You know, you're born in the Philippines. What brought your family from the Philippines to here? Oh man, it's a lot of it is opportunity. If a lot of um, immigrants hear this, it's really just trying to change the the lifestyle that we were that we had in the Philippines. So, of course, my parents moved here to kind of put me in a better situation educational wise career opportunities 
it was a struggle, but you know, here here we are, <laughs> trying to just live the American dream as much as we can. And then you started a podcast. So are you disappointment to your family? I am. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not a doctor. I'm not an engineer. Yeah, not and, a nurse. Uh, I'm not a nurse and I'm terrible at math. So I am a disgrace to my stereotype, <laughs> but I can drive well. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. I, I never understood that stereotype about like Asian women driving poorly. Cause I live in Rhode Island. I was like, I don't know, man. I don't think that's a gender or race thing. I think it's the people who live in New England don't know how to drive. <laughs> <laughs> like specifically Rhode Island, like it's a Rhode Island driver thing. It's I think it's about where you grow up, not like your skin color or your gender. Yeah, like, true. <laughs> right. It's like um, no one stops for stop lights or stop signs. Signals don't even exist. And I grew up in Connecticut, which is not even far. And I'm telling, it's, it's it's notorious. Everyone I ever when I lived in Providence, everyone who'd ever visit me, like what the actual fuck? I live in New York City. Why am I feel so terrified? <laughs> <laughs> right. You would feel you would think that if you're used to driving in Los Angeles traffic that you mm-hmm. could take on the world, but no, I I stayed around in the Midwest and oh my god, they're they're just terrible drivers in the Midwest. Like holy yeah, crap. Like, white people, it's us. You're the bad drivers. <laughs> it's us. <laughs> Don't blame it's, us. <laughs> it's the, isn't that pretty much the like the MO of like all of white America, especially right now in the political climate, you just kind of point and scream at everyone else for the very thing you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> you're all a bunch of bad drivers as you're like going 90 down the highway backwards like those people don't know how to drive <laughs> well if they were going 90 miles per hour backwards they'll probably end up in a dumb found dead podcast episode <laughs> yes oh my god that would be such a good one um so like patrick is this like love at first sight when you guys meet or just hate each other anything fun or is it just like eh? i think uh I think just because the mutual friend that we have, I, uh, John was really close with him, and and I was really close with him as well because I've known him since the mutual friend. I've known him since uh, elementary school, so we were already close. And then it's just whoever he brought into t- the group it, we, is like the same. We have the same humor and the same personality, like personalities, you know, same like. We're just the same in somehow, some way. Uh, if you tell me you guys are brothers, I believe you. <laughs> oh, yeah. We tell we tell people we're brothers all the time. And so, it's funny because yeah. people, fans of the podcast actually thought we were blood brothers. Yeah. <laughs> I actually think I did too. I don't know why I thought that, but like, yeah, I don't know. I think it's just like you have that like, think the, the good um, connection or, you know, that's so funny. I don't know. It's funny. Like, I don't know. It is interesting how like the mind kind of like, misremembers or you kind of make something up without realizing it you're like nope that didn't happen which i've yeah done it several times um all right was so that the, what is, was that the mandela effect is that what it yes is? that's exactly we are talking to the right people yes it is <laughs> oh my god i didn't i just learned about that maybe a few years back actually it was my buddy um oh pascal scott meanie and mel gray taught me it. i had never heard it before and it, like I didn't know about the whole controversy with the uh, the Bernstein and Bernstein bears. Is that what it is? Have you heard that yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And so another one just... was uh, what was the other one? There's a lot. I mean, Fruit Loops. Oh, Sinbad. 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 Yeah, Sinbad. Sinbad yeah. Playing a genie in a movie, but he, I guess he never did. <laughs> no, it was Chad. That one was so offensive to me, but then also makes me look kind of explain who I was as a child. It's like how could anyone misremember that movie? Because I watched it seven hundred thousand times. Hey, that's a good movie, man. Shazam. Shazam. I just remember something the else. scene with the candy. 
Like and I haven't watched it in a while, but I, I don't. I just recently found out that the little boy is uh, Weibo and Veronica Mars, and it fucking blew my mind. <laughs> and I love that. I love that actor. I forget his name, but he's a. Uh... It's funny because that movie he looks white, but like in I think in real life I don't forget. I know in real life he's Hispanic. I don't know a bit. So like it was so funny to like because I, I like I said a huge Veronica Mars fan, and it was so funny. I, I never put it together because like in that movie they definitely don't they um, hide any sort of ethnic accent. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. And what was there's a bunch of them too. Like I remember the Bernstein Bernstein one. I never understood. Like as a kid, like when I heard it, I was like, "Well, I have dyslexia, so I that makes sense." And I misunderstood uh, Bernstein and Bernstein. Um, I haven't seen. There's a documentary about it. I haven't watched it yet, though. I probably will get around. I to think it. another one was. Uh... Yeah, there's quite a bit. Uh, was that Cur- Gandhi? Everyone thinks that Gandhi died. No, what was it? No, I, I thought it was died. Mandela. Isn't that why it's named after him? That people thought he died while he was in jail. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, Mandela. Yeah. It was Mandela. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a lot. I mean, there's a if Curious George had a tail or not. And then there was one. Is it is it Wait, sex in the city or sex and the city? Don't what do else? this to me. Fuck, don't uh, fuck. Oscar, don't do this to me. Oscar, Oscar Mayer. Oscar Mayer. Which one is it? Oh, my fucking goodness. Skechers. Or Skechers, which one is it? <laughs> wait, wait, are we just gonna glance <laughs> over George? You're really freaking me out, yeah. man. What else? Hey, wait, are we just gonna glance over Curious George if he had a tail or not? He did, didn't he? No, he didn't. Hey, wait, did he? I don't, <laughs> I don't think he did. Is it, <laughs> I, is it fruit? Is it Fruit Loops or is it Fruit Loops? Which one is it? I don't hear a difference, but that's me. <laughs> <laughs> I think you say it's O O T, right? Or U I T? Oh, yeah. Is it, yeah. It, yeah, is it O O T or Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah I was not, my, my, my parents didn't let us have, like, sugar cereals, so that one I would, would... Man, I just missed every cultural reference. Thanks, Mom. Yeah. <laughs> what else? Was, is, it, is it Jiffy peanut butter or Jif peanut butter? Which one is it? Oh, I thought it was Jiffy. I thought it was Jif. Oh. <laughs> see? We're just this like people... head right now. <laughs> yeah. My name is Jif. My, yeah, my name is Jif. <laughs> Do you know what? It, it's weird because like the second you say the the curious George thing, like if, I, if I'm picturing it, I'm not I'm not gonna look it up. Like when you say, "Does he have a tail?" I can see him with a tail, and then the second you say he doesn't have a tail, it like changes I can in my see head. Him without, without a tail, tail right? exactly. <laughs> but like I thought he didn't have a tail, dude. I... But I he know. didn't, right? <laughs> I was <laughs> like, what? No, he doesn't have a tail. I'm trying to think because I've looked at those books recently with my daughter, but like. Oh my God, bro! We gotta have to do a. We gotta do. I'm one. looking it up, bro. <laughs> and we, we 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 gotta do one Mandela effect one of these times. Maybe if, maybe like a mini sode. <laughs> yeah, how many people have died from the Mandela effect? Like, oh my God, I'm sure Ooh. you could find a tie in. Like, well, these people thought they went to go murder Sinbad because of their hatred of them, <laughs> but they accidentally got or like or shot. It's something like I don't, I'm sure there's some tie in to that. Uh, Bam! Idea, like I said, episode idea right there. We're gonna make right it happen there. sometime. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I I remember. I was. I know it's weird, but I really, really liked A Thousand Ways to Die. Like I was old, an adult when I watched. Or I, I don't know. Old. I have no sense of age memory, but I was. You know, when did that air? Was I in college? Maybe I was watching reruns of it. That was about what two thousand two thousand six two thousand seven ish. Yeah, I want to say okay. I was like in the middle of high school, maybe. Yeah. Okay, I was in college because there's one episode I remember. And it was like a robber or someone was trying to break into the house and some freak accident shook the house and the window shut and landed on their neck at the exact, like the only way it could have hit the neck is if you were like 
trying to live like it was you know that those like one in one in a million kind of things and just yeah. sever the person and then the, and then the machine puns, thing like the how, puns like, at the end always got me too yeah do you, do you have any good ones you remember because that's the only one i could think of um i don't think i could think one on the top of our head just because i i got one but it, it's kind of dirty because it just stuck in my head and i was like dude it's so dumb well oh, brie's not here i'm just teasing but yeah no, let's hear it <laughs> but <laughs> shit, it was a this chick was gardening and she had like vegetables in her garden and a cyclist like had stopped in front of her yard or whatever to take a drink and he was wearing like cycling clothes you know and you know the imprint of his thing was showing and she kind of i don't know what but she was trying to impress him by taking a cucumber and you know mm, you know <laughs> and put it in her mouth oh my god i remember a, this yeah and she stepped on a rake and it came up and, <laughs> and hit the cucumber deep deeper into her throat and she died of a fixation <laughs> oh. you know it Part of me, like, you feel bad for the families, but then clearly there's enough distance from these things where I'm like, oh, it's fine now. But, like, yeah, I, know, yeah. I remember realizing, I remember always being like, why don't they do the vending machine one? They're like, that's because, I remember that being an episode, they do the little factoids, and, like, I guess too many people a year die from vending machines falling over on them for it not to be interesting. <laughs> oh, oh, I see what you mean. It's, it's too common. Yeah. yeah, like, oh, it's like a car accident. I'm like, wait, what? Because I've tipped <laughs> a lot of vending machines in my day. And me too. I still, me. Yo, I still do it at work sometimes. You know, the bag of chips gets stuck, and I'm like, <laughs> you gotta tip it over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you gotta shake that shit. Oh, yeah, that's God. why I did it for the chips, not because I just wanted the free candy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's so fucking funny. That kind that I just can't imagine. God forbid you lose someone like that. Like, how do you oh. not laugh at the funeral the whole time? It's just you know, <laughs> it's like. They get people you get there and they ask like, "Oh my God, how did it?" Or, or they're giving a eulogy and they like kind of explain <laughs> they don't what happened. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, how are you supposed to explain that without without laughing, or how are you supposed to hear that without laughing? All I know, I know all I know is they bet like none of our friends should ever go down like this because if we ever <laughs> give a eulogy, I'm ending that bitch with a pun. <laughs> I don't give a crap. What if what if that's like the your origin story and like you're working hard on your podcast to to prove to your immigrant parents that you <laughs> that they moved to the Philippines and then God forbid someone your friend accidentally passes from something silly and you give a, a eulogy that goes viral and, and makes everyone proud. Did we just write a rom com? <laughs> Pretty much. Who's pitching this? Yeah, who's all right? I'm gonna call Uncle NBC and then I and then um let's see, we I mean you got the whole story you and John, like we could have like a whole side love story of some like you maybe you find someone but the real story with uh, John and Patrick all along. <laughs> how they leaned on each other. Oh, what if one of you died that way? I mean I don't want that I to mean, happen, but god forbid. Oh, if I, ever, bro, I swear to god, if I ever die that way and if you don't give me a eulogy, I'm gonna haunt your ass. Yeah, and it gotta be yeah, it gotta be a funny one, bro. Bro, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw the pun out there, and I'm gonna be like, eh, eh, and no one's laughing. <laughs> oh, I've been to funny funerals. Silence. Too. Yeah, it's like awkward. <laughs> eh, eh, no, no, damn, <laughs> tough crowd. How are you guys at funerals? I always get like I I'm like a, such an extrovert. I get really excited and happy around like seeing people I know and love. And, and funerals like. I mean, obviously they're terrible and sad. Don't get me wrong. I, I don't enjoy going to, I've been to several, unfortunately, but there's yeah. always a small part of me that's gets like, I'm like, fuck, keep it together. Don't be so happy. Don't be. Cause a lot of times like I'm seeing people I haven't seen for like years. Yeah. 
I know, like, I know exactly what you mean. I'm the I'm the same way, dude. Like it's good to see you. you get there, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You get there, you're like, oh man, have you seen you in a while? Blah blah blah. But at the same time, you're like, all right, don't don't, don't seem like you're enjoying yourself too much. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I really try to be like situa like situational awareness. But if there's food in the table, kinda, that's kind of where you find me. Just yeah. chilling wherever the food is. <laughs> I had a, a good friend of mine. He passed uh, when he was young. Um, so the reason I, I should, in case anyone listening, I uh, I grew up with a heart condition, and then I went to the summer camp for and worked at it for a number of years for kids with heart conditions. And a lot of the, my friends, like, so I, I had experienced a lot of loss because uh, because some of those people were a lot sicker than I were. But one of my my good one of my like this is like a little brother and my friend Sean passed when he was twenty. He had a heart transplant and then got an infection and they got cancer. It was really, it was a really, you know, obviously it's a really Damn. fucking sad thing. But like, it was also my friends from camps, and I swear, and I remember we would like talk about his funeral with him before he knew he wasn't going to be around forever. And his whole thing is like, I want it to be a celebration. I want, I want, you know, there should be some element of fun. And it's still weird, but to this day, I still my fondest memories are being at Sean's funeral, and just all of us la- like belly laughing so hard, and like you know, gushing tears because you're just so you know, like a funeral, you're just like. You're, you're so happy to see everyone, but you're sad and all your emotions and we're all so close and we just be vulnerable. And I just remember us like doing bits about like Sean making fun of us because it was in New York City, like taking the wrong exit to get there. It's like, oh, guys, you got to take the GW. <laughs> and like, it, you know, those moments, it, oh God, it's so weird. I don't know. I have no idea why that just popped into my head. This is what you guys just did. And it, <laughs> it, it, it's funny because we actually, we just recorded our last episode last night. And we were talking about if we were to die, like how would we want to kind of get sent off? And mm-hmm. Patrick Patrick mentioned that if he was to pass away, he'd want to get cremated, then his ashes be what'd you say again, bro? Like it's uh, uh, spread all over Disneyland, or yeah, just Aww. throw it in Disneyland somewhere, bro. <laughs> yeah, and then I told I, I told I told Patrick that I'm gonna put in my will that whatever insurance money I have, uh, give it to my wife, make sure put me on an urn and travel all over the world and spread me. Spread my ashes oh, all over the place. So beautiful. Yeah, it's, it is. It is. I, 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 thanks to therapy, uh, I, I, I guess I had a bit of a death wish my whole life. Not like I wanted to die, but death obsession. I've had a lot of loss, a lot, a lot of loss in my life up until maybe about a couple of years ago when I ended up finding EMDR therapy and worked through some good stuff. Like, I don't think I could have had this conversation two years ago because I would just like, it would, which is like, I like talking about it. Now it's like, oh, we can talk about it in a nice way. Right. Where I'm like, oh, yeah, but I think about that too a lot. Like I'm always yeah. like, I, I I want a fun funeral. Yeah, like and I, yeah, exactly. And I think I the underlying tone of what we're trying to do. I mean, yes, we poke fun at uh, unfortunate things that happen, but at the same time, we we just want to set the tone that hey, even if it is a dark subject, you can laugh about it, and hopefully, it encourages you to live your life as much as possible while you're still there, because because you never know. Yeah, because a freak accident can happen anytime. I know, and that's. And and the yin, and that's like the yin and the yang, right? Like exactly. that's actually what makes life so beautiful. That it's just so precious. Wow, this got deep. That is deep, <laughs> man. I know. Bree and Ball are going to be so proud of me. I know. <laughs> this is some profound shit right now. <laughs> no, but it's it's true. Like I, I, I say this. To, I, so I, I um I do. I'm a drug counselor as well in my like job job. And um, people in recovery are the funniest fucking people you've ever met in your entire life. And the example I always give is like. When Obama was in office, he said that um, Richard Pryor's 1970 as a special live on the Sunset Strip was his like favorite, like 
No, I'm sorry. Obama said that Richard Pryor is one of his uh, favorite com- comedians. And, you know, Richard Pryor being known for uh, doing a stand-up bit about, like, lighting himself on fire, freebasing heroin and lighting himself on fire. I mean, that guy, he oh, beat yeah. his wife. He, he had a terrible life, so I'm not, I'm not throwing any shade at him. But, like, if you don't have that humor and something to it, you're just – you're not going to make it through life. You're just it's, not. Uh, yeah, it's going to eat you up, you know? Exactly. And I don't want to be—I don't want to be in my deathbed thinking about all the regrets that I've had. I just want to make sure that when I'm ready to go, I'm ready to go. Like I enjoyed everything that I did. That's what it is. Oh my god, yeah. I think about—I—you know what's weird too? Like I want to like for my—I think about my funeral. Well, and it's, I mean, it's—I'm I guess in a different situation than some people. I've had friends that I've literally got to like, like they weren't they like my friend Sean. And I know some other people like they just knew they weren't gonna. That was that. They they just knew they had an end date sooner than the rest of us. Like so, like I've had friends who like like joyfully planned their funeral because they weren't going to go to prom, they weren't going to get married, they weren't going to have kids. And there's something freeing about that too when you just kind of let go and be like, um, it yeah. Just, the accepting factor is yeah. I could only imagine. I mean, I can't even imagine actually because for you to accept, <clears throat> it takes a different type of courage. You know what I mean? a different type of strength for you to accept like, Oh damn, I'm probably not going to make it. So let's just make the best out of it. You know, exactly. And laugh. Yeah. And then, I know. And that, like that scene in end game too, like that, when, if I need to get to my feels, that's the scene that gets me every time we went to pepper pot sense. You can rest now. But like, I really think about that too. It's like, yeah. Oh God. What are you guys doing to me? Stop it. John Patrick. <laughs> but I'm, I know, but it's, it's, it's like that because I'm, I, I'm a huge proponent when it comes to mental health. Um, I've, I went through some stuff and I'm not ashamed to say that. And laughter so many times has been my best cure. And oh every time I have moments when it's like, you know, things are not going great. My best memories is me hanging out with my friends and we're just laughing. It's not, yeah. it's not other things. It's literally just hanging out with the people that you care about the most and you're laughing and you just cherish every single moment of that. So that's why I just encourage people, you know, just try to laugh. Even if the situation is bleak, just laugh. Yeah. I, I, my theory about it is that, um, like, you know, people would talk about my, people will talk about like mindfulness and like meditation and, and being in the moment and being present mm-hmm. and, you know, it's work. Laughter is the one thing that everyone on earth can do. And often involuntarily, because when, um, that literally just, it puts you in the, mo- you can't think when you're laughing, yep. you know? It's just like, that is the most purest moment of anything. There's no better feeling than going to see like a good live comedy show and like a good comedian will make you feel like you've been on vacation. Exactly. Yeah. That is a fact. Like, like, oh, or like, after, you- or after like a laughing session of like when you and your friends get together and you just have this, this 20 minutes of pure, you're exhausted from laughing so much. Cause it was just that funny. Oh my god! And but I get that feeling. I think maybe that's I'm like kind of circling why I feel like I I connected with your podcast. Um, how did you get connected with uh Bree or Ball to do the Let's Chat Live? And oh, but and now you know now you're part of our affiliate program. Whoop, whoop, but like, yes, sir. Who oh, found, I know, who man. Who? Yeah. Oh, uh, um. Did did Ball or Bree? Did you? I did because I, I know one of them. I'm trying to remember was like a fan first before they reached out. I just don't remember the origins. My memory. Well, not I uh, I actually followed Bree on Twitter, <laughs> and she just put that out there. And I just told Patrick, I'm just like, hey, we got to find a way to get ourselves out there. 
So the moment she put that, hey, we have some slots for uh, Let's Chat Live, the moment, she, I think what, like two minutes within mm-hmm. her putting it, I already, I already emailed her. And I was like, hey, we're oh. interested. And I didn't yeah. really, I didn't, I didn't really tell Patrick. I'm just like, hey, you're going to be on a YouTube live show. He's like, what the fuck? What? Yeah. I don't even have a mic, bro. I'm like, well, find a way. <laughs> we will find a way. Yeah, they they're doing such great work. I mean, it's like you know, it's they are blowing my mind. I'm like, how did you figure this out? You are geniuses, and I mean, we're so happy to have you to be part of the the affiliate program, and and we're you know building this up and learning and making it bigger and better. And it's um, I was just reading something. Uh, oh, I was reading uh, something. It was like there's right now there's 1.7 million active podcast yep that's Isn't that so awesome crazy, man that is crazy I know. and like i know i know some people like can hear that and like how do you kind of butter the noise and stuff like that but like i think podcasting which is so beautiful like especially this time we're in now it's like are you kidding me that's great that just means there's just 1.7 million pocket niches for you to fucking wiggle your way and weave your way into and and meet yeah. the nicest kindest coolest it is the most wonderful community like like Bree Ball and our, our, I don't, you never met our producer Mike, also a great guy. None of us have met in real life to this point. Like Bree and I have never met, but we literally like we have a joint checking account and started a business together. But that's that's the power. <laughs> that's, that's crazy. Like, yeah. She she was a guest on here a few years ago, but we met on Twitter because I don't know how, but we would just both talk about pizza, like little pizza, like the kind you eat, because we're just fucking pizza fanatics, and that's literally how we met. And now we have become like. Like, or my best, like I consider all those people like some of my best friends, and like we've never been in the same room. We've never been in the same state. Oh That's my gosh! So yeah, the the Twitter community is just amazing, and it's everyone just follows each other, supports each other, and it's the way I felt. You know, we especially for us being brand new, they just embraced us pretty much, and it, they they just come out for support. And it's not even just like, oh, you have a show. I'm going to try to bury you because you're my competition. Like it, it was, it was never like that. It's like, how can I help you get to the next level kind of situation? It's, it's just amazing. Yeah. And I, I've known people who have, have viewed me. And um, so like bringing ball and Mike, like the team that's maybe about, uh, maybe we started that before the pandemic and I started the show in 2013. So for if, if I ever like, if my language switched from me to we, that's why I don't mean to, but sometimes I'll be like, Ugh. but like, yeah, there's a long time. It was just like, I was on a network and stuff. I was like solo. And like, you know, I found people that would like view me view uh, like, uh, as like a competitor. I like, mm-hmm. I've had like little fights. I've, I've had some not so nice. I've, Oh, all right, I'm trying to say it without accusing of sounding bad, but this person will never hear it. I've literally had people call. I remember getting a very not so nice message and accused of stealing guests from somebody. Oh, and I'm like, um, I don't think, and you know, obviously I wasn't, and I don't think I could. And also, like, you can't steal guests. Like, we're all. I I wish that you can go on every podcast in the world. Like, that's great if two people right. are on the same podcast. That's fucking awesome. But, and yeah. and uh, I think about it as like. There's not so much, or there shouldn't be so much competition because, in a day, I mean, other than Joe Rogan, because Joe Rogan goes for three hours, but like, like a normal podcast go like an hour, you know, an hour I feel like is the average, and in a day, like for me at least, uh, working eight hours at my my job, I run out of things to listen to, so I have to go look for other podcasts. You know, there's so much time in a day for you to listen to podcasts, you could go through so many and find so many other podcasts that there's not really a competition, you know? Yeah. It, 
yeah, and like I know the people who kind of viewed it more competitively, they're just not around anymore. Yeah. Like if I oh see. Yeah, like they quit, and and good for them because you should quit. And, I, and that doesn't mean that you shouldn't invest your time into something that you don't want to do. I think podcasting is kind of like stand up or like kind of any art form or or music. Like there's just like different tiers of people that do it. Like some people are the Beatles, and some people play guitar in the room. And you know, yeah, that, absolutely. It, it, and like and for me, I I always felt like I was going to be playing guitar in my room forever, no matter what, and then met. <laughs> And then now we're like, let's make this a job, which I still stand by. But I'm not sure about you, but I feel like even say tomorrow, like if Bree and Ball and Mike said, fuck you, we're done and we're taking this elsewhere. I was like, I don't know. You could put me uh, like put fast forward to the apocalypse. Like I'll still be I'll still be in a room talking to a stranger on a microphone or in person. Like I'm going to do this no matter what happens. Right. Successful or not. See, see, for me, the way the way I view it is. With the amount of people that are podcasting right now, not not you're not gonna attract every single person that you come across with, you know. And uh, some person is gonna prefer someone who's less chatty. Someone's gonna prefer more person that that has a lot more banter. So we're pretty much just trying to cater cater to those people that likes our style, likes our content. So we're just gonna keep, you know, appeasing them and making them happy, and hopefully more more people, you know, kind of rock with us. And there's so much options out there that even as a podcaster, I'm a fan of other podcasts because I oh, like your too. style. And I appreciate exactly. I appreciate and you appreciate all the hard work that they're putting in now because it's countless hours that you spend trying to create something. And it's like a newfound appreciation. Oh, absolutely. Now, now, so, John, I know you said you did a podcast a little bit for a few months, which still surprises me. But, Patrick, did you have any podcast experience? And I say that because, like, your show is fully – came out the gate fully formed. I don't think if you guys know that. Or maybe uh, maybe we got to talk in a year and we'll, we'll, you might go back and say something different. But at least at this point, for under 20 episodes, you guys are like – the first time I listened to it, I'm like, oh, they've been doing it for 10 years, right? And, <laughs> oh, my God. That's – yeah. But th- th- thank you. But um, I still – go back to our very first episode and i feel like i was nervous i don't know why i was nervous because i was just talking to john but i was i was nervous and i I think you could tell in my voice a little bit it's a little bit shaky but yeah no before that i mean i never had any any podcasting experience or public speaking experience were you shy kids Mm. Nah. <laughs> well, mine mine was a little different. I think I I wanted to create a podcast because, I mean, like I said, I was an immigrant coming in. But a lot of a lot of things that, and and I'm not scared to say this, but I grew up with a speech imp- impediment, so uh, that was kind of a struggle when I was little. And uh, you know, I kind of shook my confidence a little bit. And then when I moved Ooh. to the when I moved to the U.S., I had the thickest accent ever. I don't know if you know Manny Pacquiao as a boxer. Mm-hmm. But I sound ex- I sounded exactly just like Manny Pacquiao, really? and for the longest time I did not know how to speak English correctly. So I just when I got the chance to kind of do this, and I'm just like, fuck it, you know, I'm just gonna I'm gonna put myself out there, see how it goes. I would never know. I I, I did years and years of speech. I did. I was in speech class from first to twelfth grade. And I, you know, it's, it's funny. I do, I do meet a lot of people who had some sort of speech issues that do a podcast. There's almost like a fuck you attitude to it. Be like, that's exactly yeah, what mumble, it is. <laughs> I stutter. And, um, I think the beauty of doing any, like, an art form like this, it's like, like attracts like. So the people who don't like the mumble stutter, uh, my, uh, uh, they don't listen. 
And yeah, we, we just say we just we just clown on them in the show anyway, so we mm-hmm. don't really care at this point. Yeah, and I, I think the like me and John on our podcast on our show is just that's just who we are, you know. When we don't alter anything, that's exactly who we are. Whatever you listen to on the podcast, that's who we are, and I think that's what makes it easier, and I the makes the flow uh good, good. <laughs> Great. Is that the best fucking <laughs> adjective you can think of? Oh, hey, bro. <laughs> Excellent. It makes a good flow. It makes nope, it good. Got it wrong. Oh, you guys cracked me up. And, John, it's funny you say about your accent, John. I don't even. I didn't notice you have an accent, but I actually, when I first listened to both of your, I was like, man, John pronunciates way pronunciates way better than me. I actually had that thought. <laughs> Yeah, it's my it's my uh, nine to five voice because uh, I'm in HR, but <laughs> I don't know oh. why I'm in HR doing this shit. <laughs> do, you, um, do you have a white voice? Do you ever, I do. do you ever... I, I do. I do have a corporate voice. Yeah, I think I think everyone has to have a corporate voice. You know, <laughs> otherwise I'm not I'm not gonna pull up in a meeting and be like, "Hey, you ready to take a shot at this henny? <laughs> Let's get this business proposal settled." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As you saw our last chat live, uh, I came into that with too much without an HR voice. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, motherfuckers? You ready to do this? Yeah, that's why Mama Bree had to come in and uh, check us. <laughs> We're fucking around too much. <laughs> oh, it was so it was so fucking funny. So fucking funny. <laughs> I wonder if they're gonna she popped in. I, the moment the moment you said, "Uh oh." <laughs> Well, the worst part is I genuinely thought we were all doing a bit until afterwards. And like, so I had time, I like, I, I, I have a medical card. So I took my edibles because like, I won't <laughs> sleep if I don't take them by a certain time. So I had taken them thinking we were going to be done by 930. And then when that happened and then they kicked in, I was like, oh God, this is a long half hour. <laughs> oh, shit. I wasn't reading social cues very well. And then like. Even though I was supposed to be hosting, I was just like listening to everybody else talk. Like, this is really engaging. I remember you looking into the camera. (laughs) You were just glossed. Yeah, because they we were supposed to be done. So because they because I yeah I have some if I don't and it's it actually sucks. I I used to love smoking weed for fun, like a lot lot of people, and I stopped. And then uh, some PTSD shit led and some insomnia led to having to get medical, and now it sucks because it's like fuck. It's actually medicine. I mean, don't get me wrong; it's fun as hell, but it's actually <laughs> medicine. <laughs> like I, I won't sleep. Like because uh, if it wasn't medicine, I would obviously never take him. I'm not home, my kid. Of course, I would. <laughs> Joe Rogan, the shit out of this. <laughs> Man, it gets. I don't. I. I I used to be a big defender of Joe Rogan, and I still like his show. I don't listen to it obsessively, but some days it gets harder and harder to be like, I don't know if I want to keep fighting this battle for you anymore, man. Yeah, like, what the uh, fuck? I don't, dude. I don't think I've ever finished a whole episode. It's rare that I do. It has to be like a drive. Like I have to be in the car for like yeah, three that's hours. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I listen to. I don't listen to him a lot, and I like him. I don't love him. I'm like, eh, I, I yeah. like it. Same, but I mean, man, he he got that Spotify deal, and see how long that's. Yeah, that's that's what made me think of it. I was reading, um, I forgot where I was reading today that he. Oh, with Alex. Brought, um, yeah, he Alex, Alex Jones. Jones. Jones? Alex Jones. He, yeah. Yeah, which originally when he came to Spotify, he wasn't. That episode was removed, mm-hmm. but then Alex Jones was on with some other comedian who had a free. 
I don't know her name, but that woman who's like tied to Jeffrey Epstein shirt. And I guess like Joe was trying to fact, I, I didn't, I don't know. It was just like, I was like, dude, what are you, what are you doing? Yeah. That's going to back. Wait, what, what happened? So this, I, I think it just happened like today or yesterday if, um, for anyone listening in real time, this, cause when this you know, gets posted farther out, he had, when first signed with Spotify, they had taken off the Alex Jones episode that he had previously done. But yeah. then he just had Alex Jones on like today as we speak, or maybe yesterday. And then another comedian, I think his name's Tim Dillon. And Tim Dillon had a t-shirt that said free Gresh. I don't know her name, but you know, the woman yeah, yeah, yeah. who's the woman to- that's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. To sex actually. trade, yeah, sure. And I guess they were just like all sorts of awfulness about like ma- mask and Democrat, you know, just the usual awful oh. hate speech that those assholes put out yeah. there. And it was like, I was like, Joe, come on, man, what are you doing to our industry? Like, I don't know. It was a, it's a tough place. Like, I'm like, I'm not gonna go die in a hill for Joe Rogan by any means, but I'm like, yeah, I yeah, like yeah, him. But then either. I'm like, dude, oh. Why? Because you like, would think I, he would know better, right? I know. Especially having that exclusive deal. Like, come on, man. Yeah. Or he maybe is, he just thinks he's so big shot that that he's untouchable maybe he could, at this point. That they, they like, wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Or he could like fact check him or something in real time. Like, I, I don't know. I'm sure there's a financial incentive to it, and it sucks because like I hate telling people I like that show sometimes because the episodes I I listen to it's like uh, theoretical physicist Brian Carroll. I'm like, this is great. And yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the the dirty little secret about podcasting is that Alex Jones is unfortunately like the guy who figured it out. That no, I don't like saying it, but he's the he was the first one to figure out how to monetize it. Mm, oh, okay. that's crazy! I know, but he's a horrible person. And you know what? Speaking of horrible people, what way do we? What hilarious way should Alex Jones die? That would be good for your episode. <laughs> oh gosh, um, what's that thing that Joe Rogan be uh, be taking in the show? DMT? No, DMT? Not DMT. Yeah. Oh, that's DMT. I don't know if he takes DMT on the show, but I know he'd say he's taking DMT. He'd be taking some shit. I don't. I just don't know what it is. Oh, like uh, like supplements, right? You know the stuff that kind of gets you, like brain you know, three shit. hours ranting. <laughs> I don't know what yeah. it is. I don't know. Adderall. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I don't know. What's, I don't what, know what a good way it'd be. What's the most embarrassing way for Alex? I want it, it to hurt his ego because he's such a shithead narcissist. Like, what would? How about how about the one your favorite one, John? Y- your favorite story. Which one? Of the guy driving. Oh. And, uh, and beating oh his my meat gosh. in traffic. Yeah, so he, he's gonna end up like beating his meat in traffic and then get launched uh, in a windshield. Yeah. But- <laughs> Uh, you know what? Actually, it's uh, I'd want him to. I, I I don't really know. I don't really follow what conspiracy theories that he's been has been posting out. But it would be ironic if one of those conspiracy theory that he really believes in is the one that ultimately gets him. Oh, like he like goes on the search for like Sasquatch or something. Yeah, and, and then a Sasquatch the ends up like you know that yeah. mustanging his ass. I don't know. <laughs> that would be so dope. <laughs> yeah, like we discover Sasquatch. Or like I'm so evil. I think the best way for him would be would he'd have to die in the most plain way, and there's no news coverage, no media, and just it's like he never existed. Oh yeah. Oh, that would be be yeah. That'd be good. It'd be like having sex with like another dude who's a homophobe just to like. (laughs) Oh my god. I'm not homophobic, so it just just to be like just to fuck with him, just to prove a point. (laughs) 
Yeah, just I don't know, just something like just to be like you just hate this so him. much, you know. Well, uh, if he goes that way, I'm gonna be. Oh my god. God, I, I I'm not one to wish death on people, but Alex Jones is one of those people. I'm okay with. Pretty it. yeah. Well, no, no, death would be too easy. He needs jail. I don't know for what, but just in general. But have you, have you, um, I mean, I've, I don't, I've been pretty fortunate where I've kind of stayed away from that, like, outrage industry cult, um, like, alt-right assholes on Twitter and within my own podcast community. Like, you know, stuff pops up, but I just try to shut that down. Have, is that something you guys have been able to, uh, I, I feel like if you don't use Twitter and you just look at the news, you think it's just all Nazis. Because <laughs> all, all people do on Twitter is complain about Twitter. But like my view of, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's definitely issues within it. I'm not, but like the Twitter that you and I are on, like the three of us are engaging is so not that Twitter. Yep. So, you know, no, I really, yeah, I, I really, I really don't try to engage with any of those, any of those same. things. Like it's, there's, there's no place in my life for that. You know, it's uh, I, I'm a type of person that goes day by day. I just enjoy things. And I feel like that's so much negative energy. That's, it's That's, just it's it's wasted energy exactly you know? yeah. so the energy that is consumed reading all that stuff i'm just gonna put into making put our show somewhere yeah, else putting our show making our show better engage with the people that actually gives a shit about what we're talking about so i i just transfer it elsewhere that's that, that's good i I know because there, there's definitely uh, not for me, but there's like an impulse when people start or do podcasts or anything, any anything, like you get a lot of clicks, and and that could be like a real easy way to get likes. And I've known people who've done it, and I know people who've done well with it, and I know people who've gotten docs because it's that. So I'm just like, uh, I just want to be genuine and the way because like I, you know, I'm not this isn't my full time job or mm-hmm. and forever I didn't make a penny off of it and wasn't trying to. It's like this is an investment of time, and I still view it this way, like. This is an investment of time. Like I am going to interview people because I want to talk to them because I give a shit yeah. about them. Um, so let's switch gears for a sec. Um, what are you guys watching? What are you uh, watching, bro? Geez. TV, YouTube. I don't really. Anything? Man, I don't really watch um, TV anymore. Um, right now. Oh, actually, you know what? Right now, I've been watching uh, Unsolved Mysteries on on Netflix. Is it new? It's new, yeah. Season they two? just came out with a season. Yeah, just yeah. came out with season two a couple days ago, I think. But yeah, I've been watching that. Is it good? And um, I just finished American Murder, The Family Next Door, which is crazy. I know I've been so watching a lot brand. of true crime, <laughs> a lot of true crime uh, murder <laughs> stuff. But yeah, and I just, I just, I'm still trying to finish Mine Hunters. You guys really stay on that brand, huh? <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it's, it, I don't know. It's just what it is. It's so interesting to me for some reason. I don't know. And sometimes when I need a, uh, when I need a palate, uh, palate cleanser, pretty much, I just tune into either Big Bang or, or Community since I've watched it so many times already. I've actually never seen Big Bang Theory. I love it. It's one of my favorite. Yeah, I just never had cable, so I, I completely missed it. I'm community obsessed. Um, I love, community I love oh my god <laughs> i just watched the halloween episode uh all the halloween episodes a couple days ago it's an awesome show oh my god it's so great uh that's so, I, that's so funny i was so expecting you guys to say something not murder <laughs> <laughs> nope it's, it's still death <laughs> but we can't but the thing is we're not gonna make fun of any of those because those are some yeah bad stuff. bad stuff well there is like a true crime boom like 
podcasts and all that stuff. Definitely. I remember when I was younger too, I used to love, love, I was obsessed with serial killers and like MSNBC would do all these specials on like Jeffrey Dahmer Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. I used to know a lot about, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what, uh, I don't know. It's just so interesting to me, especially like the, the, uh, American, American murder, murder. The guy was so normal and like, yeah, he was vanilla had as a, fuck. <laughs> yeah, had had a good had a good life. Had two uh beautiful kids, had an uh, a, a beautiful wife and this guy just went AWOL and and killed them all. It's just it just blows my mind. So yes. I actually don't know anything about it. Can you kind of give us a little uh like synopsis of what it's about? Yeah, so it's about um this guy named Chris Watts and his family, uh, a wife, two kids, a pregnant wife and two kids. Um he basically, obviously, he had a mistress. This, I mean, I guess that that's usually what happens. And um, he killed he killed his whole family. That's not good, right? Killed his whole family and dumped dumped them in uh like an oil uh, tank at his work. Well, yeah, at his workplace because he he worked on at a oil company or something like that. Mm-hmm. He put his two kids in an oil tank and then the wife he just left out uh in the middle of nowhere. I don't caught, know. I don't. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. He got caught. I don't know if you've ever watched or read a uh, Gone Girl, but he no. tried. But okay, but he pretty much tried to go Ben Affleck on the camera, like just trying to be like this most sympathetic person possible, saying like, "Hey, you know, if you're ever out there, come back home. Like, we want you back." But the bastard knew he did it, and it's just sickening. Is he I, I don't know, but the th- that's the, that's the big thing. It's like he looks so normal. Like there, he looks like vanilla. He was- <laughs> And yeah, and they were saying he was like a soft-spoken person, very shy or whatever. But he just went out and did that. Yeah. Well, I mean, every every human being on Earth, we all have that within us. For, for people, you either like when things happen for whatever the reasons, it's like you either become homicidal or suicidal. Suicidal being the more common, and I work in that field with a lot of people. But yeah, it's it, it's interesting of like what unlocked that, or if he was just like a straight up sociopath that and was just like. All right, this is the only answer. Yeah, yeah, I, I, that's another thing. I'm like, dude, what's wrong with a divorce? <laughs> like, yeah, if you really wanted to get out, just get a divorce. Right. I'm sure you make a lot of money. Like, you work with an oil company. I'm sure you get paid, and yeah. you can afford uh, paying your your former family and your new your new girlfriend or your new wife or whatever. Yeah, but, tell your side chick to wait a minute. Like, you know, yeah, like you already know you're creeping out. on the download. Just. Be like, hey, give me like a couple months to get this situated, and then we can be together, kind of shit. But I yeah, don't know why he had to get that, get the kids involved, man. It's just, just that, so I think that's what that sent me the most is that, that he killed his two yeah, daughters, and 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 uh, the wife had posted a video of the daughter singing like something about like, yeah, oh, my dad's my, my dad hero. is my hero, yeah. and like, he'll oh, protect oh. me, whatever. I'm in my blah, daughter's blah, blah. playroom right now, and like oh. trying to keep oh. <laughs> Does he, keep did he keep it caught? together, Chris? Keep it together. <laughs> I mean, is he still alive? I meant to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's in jail. Uh, he's in jail. You know, it'd be so fascinating if, like, you know, whenever he dies, if they find out he had like a brain tumor or something. Oh, I mean, it's, it's completely possible. I mean, that's what Aaron Hernandez. That's kind of what happened to him. Yeah, like, the ECT seemed... and, and that the Texas shooter in um, what year was that? Like, oh, that first... was in the Austin UT Austin. Yes, yes, the yeah. very first one. Charles Whit- Charles Whitman. Yes, he like wrote a note. He's like, "Check yeah. my brain. Something is wrong." After like, he killed his mom and his yeah. his uh, wife. Yeah, I know all about. He had this like shit. a <laughs> an op- 
Yeah, because that there's some some truth to that. And that and I'm, yeah, Aaron Hernandez says ah, it's funny you say that. So he grew up. I watched this documentary. So I grew up in Meriden, Connecticut, and he grew up in Bristol. My family there, so it's like a town over. And then I, I live in Rhode Island, but I worked in Massachusetts. I spent a lot of time and work. I worked in Mass in like North Attleboro area. So like that documentary was so weird for me because I'm like I know you know the, you know the spots. Area. Yeah, I was like I know that. That's my ex girlfriend's high school. Uh, that's like it was just so weird to have it hit so close. I mean, I didn't know. I it was just more of like I been there and i've been there and it's just weird to see it on tv and just for the record bristol connecticut is not nearly as nice as they made it look to be (laughs) (laughs) it's a fine town it's just they made it sound like he came from a little bit more of an affluent up and up suburbs like bristol is like a more kind of uh lower to middle class middle class town it's kind of known because like espn is in bristol and then like the compound so you know it's nothing bad it's not like but it was not the part of when you think Connecticut, Bristol, Connecticut, the way they portrayed it, sound like the Connecticut. Look, that's not true. Yeah, they made it sound like it's uh, somewhere like where all the blue bloods live. You know? Yeah, <laughs> like the Hamptons. Yeah, like and they got butlers. Homose- and then they believe he's homosexual as well. Yeah, yeah, supposedly. Suppo- yeah, I mean, I, I believe like I could like suicide's so different. Like, I mean, it, and that makes sense. Like I could like suicides like like a, a white flash impulse of people, and that often happens with murder. But when people do when people do murder like that, usually there's not the planning of getting rid of the bodies and uh, going on the TV. Like that part is the the stuff I not. I think you all anyone listen understand. I'm not condemning. You know that that's the part that's more disturbing. Like I'm like all right, I get people's things happen and they do horrible horrible things, but the going on television and then trying to cover it up that far. And lie, that's, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. lie, yeah. That's, that's also, don't kill your kids, first off. Please don't do that. Just, just don't please kill don't kill anybody. Yeah, I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> just don't <All> kill. Right. <laughs> just, just love people, man. <laughs> so we're all on record here. Let's chat. Dumb down phone. Uh, dumb, dead. Ugh. Oh, my God. Your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Too many Ds in there. The Dumb Found Dead podcast. Uh, anti-murder. Yes. Yeah, exactly. How ironic. <laughs> Right, we're anti-murder ink. We're gonna start, but that, I mean, there's such a fetishization of, of murder, and I think that's kind of what I liked about your show as well, where you guys are not doing that like voyeuristic, dirty, braggy thing. You're kind of yeah, it's true crime, but in a sillier way. Yeah, exactly. And and we also don't say names because in the article they they do mention the names, but we try to not to say the name just because you know we want to be respectful and and whatnot as much as possible, even though we're kind of. Making fun, ma- but <laughs> we're making fun of this situation, not the person. There you yeah. go, not the person. Mm-hmm. Do you, uh, is, do your folks or like your friends or anyone like what the fuck are you doing? Are oh like, God, my parents listen to this, and uh, they they think I'm an idiot. I think my parents don't even know I have a show. <laughs> yeah, that's, I think they just think I'm in the room talking to myself this whole time. <laughs> that's too funny. Yeah, but. I, I, I found like when I started, like people were super interested and then you go at it long enough and people don't care, which is almost like a freedom to it. And then, though, actually, I, this is actually, this has actually happened today. And I was really sweet. Um, I FaceTime with my parents and we just launched our tea public site, which, and um, I called home and they didn't tell me. And my dad was wearing a Let's Chat t-shirt. Waiting oh, for that call. Pretty cool. That's so oh, funny. Oh I was I was just gonna bring up. Uh, I went to work one day and two of my coworkers were wearing our merch, and I was like, "Whoa!" Oh. I didn't even know. They didn't even tell me that they listen or nothing. They just showed up with our merch, and I was like, "Wow, thanks, guys." That's really sweet. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah, my mom and my mom bought my nephew a T-shirt. 
I'm like, and like my nephew Benny is going, I'm like, oh, he's going to lose his fucking mind. Uh, I was like, oh, but I, I think I was just having this conversation with my brother. I'm curious on what your takes on it. Of like, you know, when I was a little kid, I was like, I want to be an actor, but you're like, uh huh, sure you do, maybe. But like now, like if a little kid's like, I want to be a YouTube star, like a lot of the kids want to be YouTubers. Yeah. Unlikely, but way more possible that your kid is going to make it as a YouTube star than I was ever going to make it as a movie star. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's such a different time now, you know, like remember back in the day when you used to play video games, your mom would get mad at you. (laughs) Yes. And then, you know what I mean? And then like these kids that win millions of dollars in tournaments and it's like, I wish I was that kid that won a million dollars in a tournament so I could tell my mom and my dad, like, uh-huh, now what? Like, <laughs> you got something to say? Yes. Uh, <laughs> I think an apology is uh, <laughs> it's an order, is war- right? Yeah. It's warranted here. <laughs> every, my whole life was just, and I would, like, t- every teacher, parents, like, video games are bad. And I, I grew, I'm old, I think I'm a little older than you guys, but I was in that era, too, of, like, the censorship with, like, Tipper Gore and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, violent video games are, video games lead to violence and stuff like oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, like, all of that. And I'm like, you were all wrong. And actually, some of those people who are very famous for it are, like, some of the most shitty politicians who have mm-hmm. led to some of the most violence. Yeah. Hot yeah, take. True. But, like, yeah. And I know. Like, I'm just learning what Twitch is. I'm like, what the fuck? This is awesome. Yeah. But I, I think, made- but, but I think, ah. like, as a, as a kind of, like, a perspective, if, if let's hypothetically have a, have a child someday and they say, hey, I want to be a YouTube star. Uh, the first thing I'd actually tell them is go ahead and try it. You know, and I think it's a good way to let your kids experience or experiment things early in life. So if let's say they experience failure and they experience setbacks, now that they know that not like everything that's attained, you can obtain like pretty much anything, but you got to work for it. And a lot of times the road to get there, there's going to be a lot of failures. There's going to be a lot of setbacks. So if they learn that off the bat, they'll appreciate the journey and the work when they when they eventually get there in the future so i'm just gonna say you know what go do your thing if if you fail it's good go try something else or like pick yourself back up and try some other shit that's what i would tell like people that. listening yeah oh, i i love that. that that's that is really good like and, and i know because there was like the, maybe like five or ten years ago there's like that middle ground where like, Oh my God, this, this, and everyone's on, I'm a YouTube and kids these days. But now I'm like, I think we're at the place where everything leveled out where I'm like, eh, whatever. I remember like Dave Grohl being like, no kids are out there just going and picking up guitars. They're all playing guitar hero or whatever. And then like, I guess the thing is like an adult, you don't realize like, it's like Mike, for example, my nephew, like he, had, he got a Nintendo switch for Christmas this year mm-hmm. and I get to play it and it's awesome. And yeah, he <laughs> loves it. But like he was more excited about the Kodak, the, the retro Kodak camera he had gotten, and we we're all like, "What?" And then like I was like, "Oh, of course." He grew up with a cell phone in his hand, you know, not literally. Like this doesn't excite him because it's like he's all he's ever known. But like Candyland, like board games, all him and his little friends are obsessed with board games. That's and I remember, so like, cool. Five years ago, well, kids will never play board games again. Yeah, right. That's so, so guess, cool. I know, I love it. I'm like, oh, I guess the lesson is uh, whatever the adults are saying about kids are probably wrong. Yeah. (laughs) Like, the thing is, let kids be kids, you know? Let them do their thing. Like, that's how they form their character. It's through trial and error. Right? What games did you guys play when you were younger? Grand Theft Auto. Oh, my (laughs) gosh. Which one? All of them. Oh, my God. uh, Vice City's got to be my favorite. 
Yeah, I think that's my intro, because the first couple are not, like... Yeah, three was kind of... Uh, two was, I don't like the top-down view, but... Yeah, yeah that's but, the one I, I don't like. Vice yeah. is the one that I think it became the Grand Theft Auto we all know today. Oh my gosh, Vice Vice City and San Andreas, I still play yes. to this t- still play to this day. Oh, was, that, was, that your, was that your first time, like, introduction to video games, though? Mine? Yeah. No, nah, mine was Pokemon. Pokemon will mine? always... Yeah, Pokemon. Oh, dude, my first introduction to... Well, we had a Nintendo... Mm-hmm. Uh, NES first, and then we got a Super Nintendo. It was actually mine. It was my aunt that lived with us, but I got to play it. And I, yeah, Mario is just up there for me. And then my parents, my cousin's uh, boyfriend or a boyfriend at the time had an N64, dude. And that was, oh my God, oh that was revolutionary God. to me. GoldenEye. And I, and I yeah. fucking loved it so much, right? And I would go to my cousin's house all the time, and I'm ask, "Oh, is uh, is your boyfriend coming? Is your boyfriend coming?" Because uh, he would bring <laughs> the N64. Play, yeah. yeah. And then that Christmas, my parents got me. I think that's the only time I like I cried over a gift, and they got me an N64 and a, a, a Mario Brother or Super Mario 64. Ooh. Oh my god, dude! I was bawling, <laughs> I was crying, tears of joy. Yeah. Yeah. It was the best gift I ever got, and that's like that would be my top like video game moment. Was playing uh, Mario sixty four, yeah. that was so fun. Yeah, mine oh, got it. Mine probably. Uh, my aunt was stationed in Japan um, with my uncle at the time, and they sent over a limited. Oh my god, I wish I kept this shit. It was a limited edition Game Boy with the. You know how like I don't know if you're familiar with the Game Boy, but you know how oh, yeah. the, the power button is like red, mm-hmm. but the cheek is Pikachu. <gasps> and it was a limited edition with uh Pokemon Gold as, Bro, as that, the game. I'm, that probably that be worth some money right now. I know it's in the Philippines right now. I think it's shit's gone. Was it only in Japan? Because I don't think I ever saw that in real life. I don't know. I don't know if it's only in Japan, but if I can if I can find a Google image of it, I'll probably send it to you. Yeah, because like the J- J- Japan would always get all the really cool stuff. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, like and that. the first Pokemon I played it was in Japanese, so I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Um, but I just kind of, I, I just went through the motions. But, yeah. yeah, I was even trying to think, like, did po- we had Pokemon Gold here, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we had Gold, yeah. I played Red and Blue first. And then, oh, oh, sorry, you're not Pokemon Gold, Pokemon Yellow. So it was... Yellow, Yellow. Yes. Yeah. Okay, I don't think I ever had that one. Well, I always played Pokemon on emulators, because mm. uh, I was like, late to the game with that. And then... Dude, did- Pokemon was just, it was such a big part of my childhood. And we were just talking about that yesterday, because Pokemon cards are back... Back better than ever right now, <laughs> dude. The Pokemon, like we were talking about, the a Charizard, a first edition Shadowless Charizard right now. Um, Logic, the rapper or ex rapper, uh, bought it for two hundred twenty five thousand dollars. <laughs> shit is nuts. I mean, and then, that's a deal. Yeah, and then Patrick was te- <laughs> Patrick was telling me a story or sent a YouTube video of a guy who supposedly got a uh, a Charizard that was supposed to be like the top mint condition but and then the post office lost it for like five months and he was balling because he thought that he lost it forever and he just lost out on like two hundred thousand dollars oh that's well congratulations first off um that's really fucking cool i feel like we should do like a movie a cut scene of like my face like getting redder and redder like, <laughs> <laughs> i'm super happy for you and um selfishly i could be like uh not all, now we could be like we have award nominees part of our our we're gonna find a better word. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna find a better word than affiliate program because that makes it sound more business than uh, a group of people like, who hey, care about each other. We don't, we, each don't, other. we don't expect to win, but 
at this point, we're just like, why not us? <laughs> we got nominated. That's fucking nuts. It is. <laughs> I, dude, it is, man. Like like we said, man, three months in and to even just make finalists is just insane. That's wonderful. Oh, well, congratulations. And where can people find you, uh, find you online? Well, you can find us wherever you find your podcast. We're all over the podcast directories and our social media. We're on Twitter at TDFDPod. We're also on Instagram at the Dumbfounded Pod. If you want to send us stories or you just want to say hi to us, um, you can also email us at the Dumbfounded Pod at gmail.com. <laughs>